Hi, Vikram. Hi, Rachel. Guess what? What? I've had a lot of coffee. Yeah, haven't you? <laughs> I think I've watched you drink like two cups of coffee just since we've been here. No, not even. I, I only drank like half and then I refilled it. You oh, know, okay. I kind of okay. got to top it off, keep it warm. Yeah. That kind of thing. This is in the grow. Let's talk about plants. Yeah. Today, I want to talk about those really annoying houseplant pests oh. and how can we combat them? Because sometimes they are real hard to get rid of yeah. and they are real annoying. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite? Do you have a favorite house pest? Well, I have a couple. <laughs> or least favorite. However I, you want to cut that. I have a couple in mind, but I wanted to start with the one that happened the other day in the greenhouse oh. when I accidentally touched that uh, Monstera or whatever. Yeah, that ruined and your day, didn't it? Not really, but it was covered in this white sticky stuff that looks like marshmallow fluff. Oh, it does. Oh, God. It really does. And we had just talked about we it right had. before that, which was weird. I was like, yeah, you never had a marshmallow, a like a fluffer nutter sandwich. sandwich. And you were like, eh, I don't know. And then I touched this thing and it got white goop all over my hand that looked like marshmallow paste. And it was gross. It was mealybugs. Mealybugs. Right? Okay. Mealybugs, I think, are my least favorite. Oh, but there's so many good, bad ones. Yeah, well, that's a good one. I also really do not like uh, spider mites. Yep, those are real tough. Spider mites suck. And I guess they don't really hurt your plant, but little fungus gnats. They're just real annoying. They're just so annoying. And once they get in, oh, man, they are everywhere. Yeah. You know, the the larva of of the fungus gnats can cause some damage. Oh, really? Um, they, they'll chew on the plants a little bit. They, they'll, you know, feed on the roots. And it's not all of them. Uh, it's just some species of fungus gnats. But for the most part, once they are adults, they're just real annoying. Yeah. They'll get in all your drinks, uh, fly yep. in your eye, everything. Yep. Just buzz your around nose. your head. And I don't know why they do that. Why would they want that? Why would yeah. they want to do that? Yeah. But they do. And they're everywhere. And again, they can, like, again, as the as the larvae, I think I said it different every time. Larva, larva is one. Larvae is two. It doesn't larvae. matter. None of that is important. Yeah, they, they kind of live on the surface of the soil or just under it. So sometimes they'll crew, the crew. Sometimes they'll chew on the stem of the plant or the roots or whatever else. Mm -hmm. um, they're not like the most harmful mm -hmm. pest. They're probably worse if you have like seedlings, tiny little seedlings of stuff, right? You get your, and this is actually when you see them fairly commonly because you've got your little seedlings up they're they're growing you're trying to water them a bunch mm -hmm. so you can keep it moist keep them keep them alive and then all of a sudden you've got fungus gnats because there's fungus and then they start chewing on your little seedlings and they can cause diseases and stuff so they're not great but they're more annoying than anything yeah so how do we combat these little pests you know what's interesting is it it again very much depends yeah well i wanted to talk about this because you always see miracle fixes online and someone's like use vinegar or use this and use blah 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 but i mean it is it can be fairly simple sure. a lot of times dish soap will work right depending yeah. on what it is yeah but like i don't want to spray vinegar all over stuff it doesn't want that kill your plant like, if you in too high of concentrations, yeah, acetic acid or vinegar is definitely a herbicide. Also, uh, your house might smell like vinegar. Yeah, that's not great. I mean, I know people use vinegar to clean, and that's great. It works great. Vinegar is awesome. But if you're just like spraying it, yeah, I don't I know don't about know. that. You know, people will make these like safer soap 
mm-hmm. uh, recipes, it's like Dawn dish soap or ivory soap or whatever. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not using like lye, you're fine. Okay. And then like with a little bit of vinegar and a little bit of X, Y, and Z, every recipe you find is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, basic idea is that, yeah, it has some like direct inci- insecticidal properties. Like it's like a poison, but also it makes it harder for them to like feed on the leaves and it make it'll like suffocate them essentially. Yeah, it was and some like, of, it doesn't the soap kind of like gets on their exoskeleton or something. And then they can't breathe essentially. Yeah. And so there's different ways that it it deals with insect problems and you know, on the surface it is less toxic in a lot of ways than like a chemical insecticide or whatever. And if you're using it inside your home or on kids or pets or whatever, mm-hmm. like obviously you want to use the safest thing you can, the least toxic thing you can. Um, but you also have to be careful because like you say about a lot of things, the dose makes the poison, right? A couple of sprays probably isn't going to hurt your plants. It isn't. But at higher concentrations or if you mix it wrong and mm-hmm. put too much of one thing or the other or you're out there spraying every day, mm-hmm. yeah, you can cause some plant damage. Mm-hmm. And by the way, if you find that you have to spray it every day, it's not working. Yeah. So some people, I, I've talked to people that are like, oh, yeah, I just get up in the morning and I spray a safer soap every morning. I'm like. But then it's not working. Like it's not doing the job you want it to do. Maybe it drives them away from it for a day, but then your pests are coming right back. Mm-hmm. So what I tell people is to use the least toxic, most effective thing. That's that That's that Venn diagram you mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. uh, circle. It's like, okay, yeah, here's toxicity. We want something very low in toxicity. But if it doesn't work, Step why? Then why are you doing it? Yeah. Find something different that mm-hmm. does work um, that's as safe as possible. But, but it also depends on... Again, what type of pest? Pest. Okay. So I guess uh, let's just talk through some of the most common ones. Uh, we've yeah. talked about fungus gnats, which are, I think, the most annoying ones. Absolutely. Yeah. And they just make you mad as much as anything. Yeah. Damage your calm in your own home. Yeah. Aphids are a major one. Mm-hmm. And, and aphids are an interesting one that we see, I mean, fairly regularly. Yeah. Right? Houseplants get aphids quite a bit. Do they? Well, let me back that up. My greenhouse plants get aphids mm. consistently. I see them sometimes in house plants, but mm. like they have to get in somehow. So you got to yeah. bring them in on something. Yeah. They do fly. Yeah. Uh, and all that. I feel like that's a good point that we should note to people. And I don't think people think about this a lot because I know I don't. Other than like when I was in the greenhouse or whatever, when you go to somebody's house or go buy other plants and things, well, one, if you're bringing a new plant home, you should quarantine it. Yep. And two, like, make sure you're not, like, brushing up against other plants or, like, that you wash your hands before you come home and handle your plants. Because if somebody else, like, you go to someone's house and they have spider mites or mealybugs and you touch their plants and you don't, like, clean yourself off when you come home, you are going to get those at, yeah. your, at your house. Yeah. And so, so, again, if your plants are not coming in with it, the only way to get them is, like, you leave a door open too long and they wander in or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bring them in on your yeah. person. I mean, I sound super paranoid, but it's just like uh, people don't think about that very often. Mm-hmm. But that's I mean, it's really easy to bring that stuff home to yeah, your and plants. Just never notice. Yeah. Just yeah. never know until it becomes a problem. Yeah. Especially, you know, you're like you're at Market Street or whatever. And you're like, oh, look at this display of plants. I'm going to just uh, impulse buy one and take it home. Right. Yeah. yeah. No big deal. You're like, cool. New plant. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Now oh, no. all my other plants have a thing. Now they're all here. Yeah. Big yeah. fun. So, you know, inspect new plants, of course. For sure. Uh, and 
maybe like keep them in a different room or in your, I don't know, like in your garage or on your porch or something for a couple of days. Yeah. Until you can get deal with the problem, you know, spray them outside, you know, I, so just as an aside, like when you bring a new plant home, it may be that you use like a weak insecticide Mm -hmm. before you bring them in, Mm -hmm. spray them outside, clean them up. Even just like hosing it off can help, right? For sure. Especially with some like certain pests, like it works pretty well with aphids. It can work pretty well with spider mites and a couple others just using it. Spray it off. Just spray them off or wipe them off. But then if you're not getting all the eggs, if you're not like dealing with some of the earlier growth stages, they they, they may come back. But Mm -hmm. yeah, quarantining, trying to clean up your plants before you put them in your house will be a way not to introduce aphids. Mm-hmm. And and aphids are like these weird little soft-bodied insects. They cluster feed, which means you'll see- A bunch of them. Yeah, in one spot. They remind me of lice. Yeah, like, similar look, vibe. Like, you know, we, we can't see those per se all the time. I mean, you can, yeah. but like, they just look like bigger lice on yeah. plants. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, similar vibes. They have these like smokestacks on their butt, little smokestack looking things. They're they called do? Cornicles. Uh, but they, they got uh, a chimney butt. They have chimney butts. What comes out that chimney? <laughs> uh, sugar water, uh, actually. Oh, honeydew. That's what that. Okay, yeah, I've heard of that. That's sticky stuff. My friend yep. was just complaining that she parked under a tree that and was like everything covered sticky. in aphids, and yes. her whole car was like covered in honeydew. Yeah, my neighbor has a big uh, pecan tree, and mm-hmm. it's covered in pecan aphids right now. Mm-hmm. And they've kind of gone away, but the last like month, like our mm-hmm. cars are just sticky. Yeah, all the time. Like this, the the driveway was sticky. Mm-hmm. Well, aphids are one that happen a lot outside as well. I know we're kind of yes. focusing on houseplants, but if does the treatment for it work outdoors as well as indoors, or would you treat those differently? Probably. Um, it can. Uh, the problem is that your populations are going to probably explode a lot faster outside. So aphids are interesting that they, in, in for a lot of reasons, but one reason is that they multiply really rapidly because they're like pot they're they're the female aphids essentially make clones of themselves so they're born Mm -hmm. clonally and usually they'll lay eggs within like three to seven days of hatching oh so they come out they're born they're they pop up there's more aphids they got a fast life cycle yeah and so you can go from like you know you walk by one day and there's like maybe 10 aphids on your plant and you're like i'll deal with that now like a week later there's like 500 exactly so most of them are female, most of them are clonal pretty much. Um, but then every now and then, if there's like pressure on them, like you're spraying them, there's a pest, not a pest, sorry. Uh, a predator. Predator, thank like you. Like a ladybug. Yes, which are aphid destroying machines. Yeah, awesome. Uh, really cool, actually. Love them. They will like chemically signal and then they'll produce males and introduce genetic diversity mm. and try to out evolve whatever is trying to kill them. So they're really fascinating little insects. Yeah. But populations blow up quickly. So like your sort of action threshold mm-hmm. for aphids should be pretty low. A few aphids should warrant getting rid of those few aphids because your few aphids won't stay few very long. Right. Right. So whether you're spraying or uh, sort of blasting them off with a, a hose or wiping them off, like do it pretty quick mm-hmm. um, because otherwise you're going to end up with a lot of aphids. Yeah. Real quick. So spraying them off, is there anything you suggest like, I don't know, I don't necessarily want to say chemically because I know you, you guys use neem oil sometimes. We do. Which, you know, even though it's quote unquote natural, it is 
chem- like it those things talk they yeah. are talk they have a toxicity yeah. still yeah so uh, uh you know it's fairly it's fairly safe but again if you use too much of it it'll burn your plants hmm. uh, it can be some people are allergic to it uh-huh. uh different horticultural oils so safer soaps work well on aphids um, again, just washing them off, wiping them off, being sort of conscious about making sure you take care of them quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, Do you is have for, a recommendation for safer soap? Um, I think of- Dawn soap, again, a few drops of vinegar sometimes. Some people will use like hydrogen peroxide in them and a few other things. Really, you're just looking to sort of, especially with soft-bodied insects, sort of just plug up cool. their... Coat them with soap. spiracles, which is what they breathe through. So and then, mostly water, just a few drops of dawn yeah, or something. Yeah, and again, there's a lot of good recipes online. I would look for, you know, there's some like just blogs out there that are like, put this and this and this and this and this and you're good. And I would look for something that's a little more reputable. Look at like a university website or an yeah. extension website. Yeah. There's, there's some good recipes. It's, I would direct you that, you know, it's easy to get caught up in all the posts and different blogs and stuff so go go more like vikram is saying to the extension services yeah reputable sources not that some people don't give good advice right but sure to be sure about what you're doing yeah you can be sure or or more sure that it's been tested and yeah. evaluated and it's like actual because mm-hmm. you know believe it or not like there's no one editing the internet right right like we can just put whatever we want out there yeah. and this is this here's an aside which is i think is important here especially when you're looking at like pest control mm-hmm. and like recommendations for chemicals or mm-hmm. treatments mm-hmm. or even biological control because mm-hmm. you can introduce things in the name of biological control that you ultimately may not want a whole bunch of around mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, well we kind of i think I, I know what you're getting at we kind of talked about that when we talked to uh deborah landau yes and i you know we were like well could you just bring in a bunch of ladybugs for your aphids yeah. and she said I would advise against that because if you buy them, they may not be naturalized to your area. They may be like an Asian ladybug or something like a different type. And that can bring in other kinds of diseases and problems like. And kill ladybug populations. And then Uh, we have less helpers in our battle against these things. The same with like mantids and other stuff. Like you got to be careful when you're evaluating a source. I think this is actually an important point here. This is not the direction I meant to go with this, but if you're looking at a blog, a lot of them will cite sources in an attempt to look reputable, mm-hmm. right? You're like, oh, here are my references at the bottom. Oh, it has references. It's good. Maybe click on a couple of those. Yeah. And make sure it's not you. just like someone else's blog that, you know, and then you're just on this chain of. That's exactly of it. Of miss. It's an echo chamber of misinformation. Exactly. A lot of them are self-referent. self referential sources where it'll just link you back to another blog article on the same site mm-hmm. or another blog and then mm-hmm. another blog. And mm-hmm. again, you just go down this like rabbit hole of, I've not seen anything from like an actual researcher in mm-hmm. 20 clicks. The blog it hole. Yeah. The blog it hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to start using that when I talk about this. this. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, so look for, again, Science evolves, science changes, but look mm. for something from like a .gov or a yeah. .edu yeah. or something. It, it also is kind of like one of those, it's really silly to make this comparison, but it's like if you find a really good deal and it ends up being something that was stolen and yeah. the cops will tell you if it's too good to be true, it probably, it probably is. is. So like if you get really excited, like this plant post was like, 
this is a cure-all, fix-all, like snake oil, blah, blah, blah. Like maybe don't double check. And it can even be as simple as like, I had a friend just this morning send me a picture, like a screenshot, and it was like, oh, hey, did you know that you could do that vegetable water like you talked about a couple weeks ago? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and and also you can boil your eggshells and use the egg water. And it's like, she's like, is this legit? And I was like, okay, well, Vikram said, you know, there's some validity to the vegetable water, but it's not really worth the hassle. And two, like, yeah, you're going to maybe get some calcium out of that water, but you don't need it here. We yeah. have calcium in the water. So, like, this is as exciting as that was. I'm sorry to burst your yeah. bubble, but, like, you don't need to do any of that. Yeah. Don't, don't bother with that. Well, and I know a lot of our listeners are probably in, like, plant Facebook groups and oh. and and. <sighs> You know, they're great. They're great places or forums. Fun. Yeah, they're fun. fun. They're really good places to share information and share experience and all that. And, and I'm especially with this kind of stuff, you'll see like, again, mm-hmm. oh, I had this problem and I did this mm-hmm. and, it, and it mm-hmm. got taken care of. And that may very well be true, right? It may be true that in this one specific case, like because of N X, of one. Y, yeah, exactly. You have an N of one. They say that the, I've, I've heard someone say that the plural of anecdote is not data. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. a whole bunch of anecdotes gives us a starting point of mm-hmm. where we can actually do some research. But, you know, if it's like, oh, I sprayed, I, I used my potato starch water and I sprayed it on my plants and it killed all my aphids. That that may very well be true, but the odds are good. That's not going to usually work. Mm-hmm. Right. So we kind of have to weigh the information we get about insect care, uh, insect mm-hmm. um, management. Mm hmm based on like okay but what what was actually done what mm-hmm. what other mm-hmm. factors could have influenced the fact that your aphids went away right and that mm-hmm. when we do scientific studies that's what we're trying to control for that's mm-hmm. why we do a control yeah like what outside influences could have changed my results mm-hmm. and then we try it again and again right and again but with the proof of burden like the burden of proof we get yeah. results yes exactly and, and tried and true methods exactly and so whether you're dealing with things like aphids or fungus gnats or or whatever, it's really like you, you got to be careful with what you use. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other insects you may see in your houseplants are things like whitefly, mm-hmm. which get really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, those, again, they're, they're kind of everywhere. They'll come in from outdoors. They're tiny. Mm-hmm. If you see a bunch of flies and they look white, they're probably white flies. I don't think I've ever seen those. Really? Yeah. We've we've definitely got them here. I've seen them on my houseplants a little. Um, they like like really warm, humid environments. And so a lot of times in your living room or your mm-hmm. kitchen, it's not going to be so bad. But yeah. in a greenhouse. Yeah, that makes or sense. Or if you have like a sunroom mm-hmm. or something, like they're going to pop up for sure. Gotcha. I'm trying to think what else are common. Thrips are fairly common. Yeah, little... but it's spelled like thripes, right? Or is it? T-H-R-I-P-S. Okay, I guess I was. But it's, that is like singular. Like it is a thrips, a thrips. It's not a thrip. It's a thrips. Oh, yeah. okay. And yeah, and so the singular and plural is the same. So when you mm-hmm. say I have thrips, it could be a thrips or it could be multiple thrips. Thrips. So you could say thrips is, which feels weird. Thrips Or is. thrips are. So they're common. You know, um, they're kind of tiny, teeny tiny little jumping insects. They don't fly very well, kind of cigar shaped. And they feed, they have what's called a uh, rasping mouth part, which means they kind of scrape the leaf material. (laughs) I I did. That was actually really well timed. Uh, 
So they kind of scrape the leaf material. So if you see little spots starting to form on your leaves or places that look like they're like skeletonized, you may have a thrips problem. Mm. We see them all the time. Mealybugs, which we kind of started our episode with, right? They're these powdery looking soft bodied insects. They find a place to feed. They put this mealy like powdery stuff over them. It helps protect them. That's what it's there for. Hmm. So like it tastes bad. It may be kind of toxic to a lot of other insects. So when they like a ladybug or whatever tries mm-hmm. to come and eat them, uh, they don't like it's harder to eat them. They uh-huh. don't like it. It could kill them. So they, they so leave then them alone. That all that sticky mat, like does the powder just kind of build up and make that gross stuff that I touched? Well, yes. And they also feed on plant sap like aphids. So their waste mm-hmm. is honeydew as well. Gotcha. So it kind of mixes it's together the, with that stuff. So it's like powder and poop. Yeah, pretty much. It's gross. Great. It's real gross. Yeah. I'm glad you had that. All it was like here. the worst. It's like bird poop almost. Yeah. She, y'all, she was real unhappy. Not, I mean, the only reason I wasn't happy was because I could, I could, couldn't leave right away to wash my hands. <laughs> I was just like walking around with my hand out, like it, it was, was quarantine. It was, it was real funny. Actually, it's like I'm not gonna touch anything with this hand. <laughs> um, so they can be really tough to control because that same powdery, like mealy stuff, mm-hmm. protects them from predators, but it's also hard to get chemical to them. Mm. So you have to wipe them off. Like a lot of people will spray them with like hydrogen peroxide mm-hmm. or a safer soap and then use like a paper towel and like literally mm-hmm. wipe them off the plant. It does. I know you keep mentioning hydrogen peroxide is I feel like I've heard people put like alcohol, rubbing alcohol in their mixes as well. You is can, that yeah. safe or does it hurt your plant? It, again, at high concentrations, it certainly can. It mm-hmm. tends to dry things out. Mm-hmm. And alcohol, one of the problems is that it'll wipe away that like lipid membrane on top mm-hmm. of your or lipid coating, mm-hmm. the waxy surface yeah, on your leaf that helps protect it. it. Yeah. If you put a bunch of alcohol on it, it can eat through that. Mm. And that's not great. No. Soaps can also do that. Okay. Right. A soap works because it separates fats from our hands, mm. right? So if you get oil on your hands, you can't wash it's it off. It's a degreaser. Exactly. It just, yeah. It's yeah. It's it's essentially what we call a, a an emulsifier or a surfactant. Mm-hmm. So it binds with those lipids and it carries them away. Mm-hmm. So you put soap on your hands, it kind of traps that oil mm-hmm. and goes away. But it'll do the same thing to the wax on the leaf of your plant. Mm. So if you put too much of a safer soap on mm. there, you mm-hmm. can actually wipe away that cuticle that's there to help protect the plant. Yeah. Which is why we don't typically want to use any kind of spray too much. You're better off like adjusting your environment. Like if if they like a warm, dry place, maybe cool it off and make it a little more, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, it's safer soap is an option, but yes. maybe like. It almost seems like just taking your plant outside and hosing it off and maybe quarantining it for a couple days yeah, would be better. Making sure you're, and if it's real bad, you know, take it outside, go buy a, a you know, insecticide. Like, I, I don't spray a lot of insecticides, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. In the greenhouse, we do it as infrequently as possible. We do have to do it. Out in the garden, we almost never spray anything unless it's real bad. Mm-hmm. But we also have natural ladybugs out there. There's lace right. wings. There's all mm-hmm. kinds of things that are mm-hmm. going to deal with the problem. Yeah. In your house, like it is a closed system and the insect pests are usually real happy. Yeah. Sometimes you may have to take it outside, spray it with some kind of like mild insecticide to kill them, mm-hmm. get them clean and then bring them back in. Mm-hmm. And then you're not going to run the problem of like, these populations blowing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. And it kind of seems like the same thing works for all of them. More or less. Yeah. Um, there are some things like spider mites. I hate them so much because they're actually arachnids they're not Mm -hmm. insects Mm -hmm. 
So they have some different like biological things. So uh, a common insecticide that is is pretty safe is called a pyrethroid. Okay. Pyrethrum comes from chrysanthemums. Oh. Like the the leaves and flowers of chrysanthemums have an insecticide in them. So okay. you don't see a lot of insect damage on them. So that's it's a natural one that, that people use commonly in the garden. Is that also in marigolds? Is that why people plant marigolds? Uh, that's part of it. They also plant marigolds because they're easy to grow and they're a good catch, catch crop. crop. Yeah. yeah. But you so you can spray anything from aphids to mealies to white flies and all those with pyrethroids and it does pretty well. Mm-hmm. Aphids are not susceptible to it. And in fact, aphids? no, I'm sorry, yeah, spider, uh, mites. spider mites. Yeah, because they're arachnids. Spider, yes, spider mites are not susceptible to it. And in fact, you get a plant response when you p- spray a pyrethroid. It starts growing a little bit faster. You actually mm-hmm. get a plant response, mm-hmm. which is good if you're dealing with an insect you can kill with it. Mm-hmm. If you're not, you just make a better meal for your spider mites and your problems can actually get worse. What do they do to the plants? Um, so spider mites have sap sucking mouth parts as well. Mm-hmm. So they feed similarly to a aphid, mm-hmm. right? They they suck all those carbohydrates and things out mm. so they can't make more plant. They start to wilt. They destroy the uh, chlorophyll, all of those kinds of things. So mites are hard to control because they build little webs. Yeah. And you can't get through those webs with chemical very well. Do they leave honeydew as well? Not as much. They're a little more efficient and their biology is a little bit. They do, mm. they do to a certain a extent. Bit. So with spider mites, yeah, you can take them outside and really blast them off mm-hmm. uh and with with water or something like that mm-hmm. um, they don't travel they're so small they don't travel very far and if you take them outside and like blast them off they'll usually die but their populations pop up quickly you'll see spotting on the leaves like yeah. on the top of the leaf they live underneath usually like little brown spots right yeah and you can get like a predatory mite which is like a carnivorous mite that eats them um some different things but again mm-hmm. we have to be careful when we're introducing biological control because it can cause more problems so yeah Spider mites, you can control them with neem oil. You can control them okay. with a couple of different things. I'm going to have to try that. I've had an aloe plant that has surprisingly survived for like two or three years. Yeah. And I, I have not been able to get rid of the spider mites on it. And somehow they haven't spread to my other plants. It just is like really happy on my poor aloe. They found something they and, like. And the aloe is like surviving but not, but it's not happy. struggling. Like, yeah. and um, I'm surprised it's still with me. Like, yeah. I, I, but I feel so bad about it. And I'm like, are you gonna, can I, <laughs> can, can I help, help you? Um, but I do have some neem oil and I haven't it. like, I haven't tried using it on my plants yet. Cause yeah. I have to go, I'm lazy and I haven't bought a spray bottle. <laughs> yeah. So, so I would try it. Uh, sometimes if it's too bad, you may have to get like an actual miticide mm. uh, to kill it with. So I guess the point, like all of this, in total, like use the least toxic thing you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's biological control that's possible, it's great. Mm-hmm. But maybe don't just go like order a bunch of ladybugs because they're probably coming from Southern California. They're not native species. Also, you don't want to put those in your house. Uh, no. Because if you've ever had an infestation of ladybugs, yes, it, like their larvae or like the little, the unadult, yeah. like the juvenile bugs, they will be everywhere. Yeah. And they bite too. I don't know if you know that. I didn't. Like, I've never really been bit by one. But yeah. man, a couple years back, we had an infestation of them at the radio station and yeah. people didn't know. Oh, they'll be what everywhere. They, they were they just like, all over the winds. Just the windowsills are covered in like little 
ladybug carcasses. Oh, and the larvae look like little alligator monsters. Yeah, they look like aliens. Yeah. Like alligator alien bugs. Yeah. They're orange and like black. black. Yeah. Yeah. And they but they look like they've you know they've got real long skinny bodies that kind of look ri- scaled. They, yeah, they're like rigid. But not yeah. rigid. Like there's ridges on it. They're yeah. bumpy looking. They're not smooth looking like a ladybug. No. And they actually eat way more aphids and stuff as larvae mm-hmm. than they do as adults. Mm-hmm. So you want those around. Yeah. You don't really want them in your house probably. No, so no. I, I, I think quarantine's good. I think physical removal mm-hmm. of, you know, wiping them off and throwing mm-hmm. them away. Mm-hmm. Some some fairly safe insecticides that are labeled for indoor use. Always read the label. Mm-hmm. Uh, I should say that more. If you ever use any kind of chemical, make sure you read the label mm-hmm. and follow what you read in the label like to the letter. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're those labels are written in a specific way to make sure that we're using them at safe levels, that mm-hmm. we're wearing the right protective equipment, mm-hmm. uh, that we're not going to damage our plants or Proper our ventilation. Health. Yes. So if you're going to spray an insecticide ever, 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 even neem oil, yeah, even be a safe. safer soap, mm-hmm. like read the instructions, know what you're dealing with and be safe with it. Yeah. Well, we wish you luck in your battle. Yeah. Your warfare against <laughs> plant pests yeah because yeah. sometimes like vikram said you just gotta go all out and take it outside and spray it down with some insecticide you do? but there are some options plenty of options to try first yep. but sometimes yeah you just gotta you get there do the full happens. offensive so that's what we got for you today and until next time we love you thanks bye-bye bye Support for this program comes from Gardner's Supply Company, an alternative to the big box stores that values its customers and delivers straight to your door. Gardner's Supply Company is 100% employee owned and operated. Learn more at gardners.com.